Hi, I'm Steph. And this is Christine. We warmly welcome you to the Firing Up Faith and Family podcast. Listen in to learn scriptures on strengthening your family and perspectives to deepen your faith. Then visit firingupfaithandfamily.net for show notes and to continue the conversation with us. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Firing Up Faith and Family. It's Christine here with Stephanie, and we are starting a new series, and we're quite excited about it, and it's going to be uh, a few episodes uh, filled with testimonies, and we're going to have a couple of people joining us throughout the series. But for now, we're going to start with with Steph and myself, just so you can hear a little bit about that. And our hope is that, you know, that you're going to be encouraged by our stories and by the testimonies that we will be sharing for this series. And we want to just point out, for one, why it's good to listen to testimonies. And, you know, one of the things that we do in our homeschool, because Steph and I, uh, we, we hope we're homeschooling moms. And we like to study a few of the missionaries and we listen to some of the, their powerful testimonies and we get encouraged, you know, to do, you know, more for our own lives, but also and how we raise our kids and, and what we are doing as a family for the kingdom and which is great. But sometimes we forget that we have our own stories that we've gone through that, you know, God has taken us through. Uh, storm after storm, whatever they may be in your life, but they're they're building our own testimonies. And so it's good to share with each other for one, to let other people know that, you know, we we go through stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not perfect. We're not, you know, living in this magical garden where everything's just fine and dandy and nothing goes wrong. You know, things go wrong because we live in a sinful world. Uh, but we have a big God who gets us through it. And he does that in various mm-hmm. ways. And it's encouraging to to see the ways in which he comes mm-hmm. to offer his help. Uh, because, hey, my story could be something that you're going through right now. Or maybe, you know, you're going to hear Steph's story. And, you know, a couple years down the line, something similar is going to happen to you. And you're going to remember. You're going to think back and... I heard somebody went through this and I and I remember that God got her through it. So these are why we share the, these testimonies. Any more points on that, Steph? Or yeah, one of the things I wanted to mention, and it just kind of popped in my head, and I actually want to grab that book, but I got a book, so I went to Brooke Nichols. If if you're familiar with her, um, she is a Christian singer. Uh, and she travels, well, she maybe travels outside of Canada, but she travels across Canada. She's actually based in Oakville uh, in Ontario. And I saw her recently in Saskatchewan at my church, actually. She put on just a concert there as she's touring her across Canada tour. And she was doing a tour. Oh, and I wish I knew the name, but I might get that. And I'm going to put it in the show notes to get the actual, well, the actual tour, but and I think it might be the same name of the book. So during 
COVID. I mean, because she's a performer, she's live events are her thing. That's the way that both her and her husband actually make their money. And so it really hit her heart. So she had great testimonies to share, but she also drew together. So it's just something she put a call out on social media and, and asked about women just sharing their testimony. What has God done for you? Right. We really, there was a time and I, I think most of us experienced that, even if it wasn't major, there was the experience of like, God, like, <laughs> like help us out of this, this thing or that thing, right? There is just so much going on in people's lives that hearing of God's goodness and greatness and just how he, sometimes it's just the comfort we get from him, right? Sometimes he just pulls us out of a deep pit. And so this book is a collection of stories from people across Canada, from women across Canada, of testimonies of God. And I just really got inspired from that. And I'm not sure if we thought of the testimonies before that. Uh, it's certainly for me, testimonies has has been a big thing that that has really grown my faith here, especially people that I talk to directly. I still love hearing testimonies and books. In fact, I'm going through a book right now that is all about, you mentioned missionaries, Christine, and and it's all about Voice of Martyrs, actually, somebody from there. So he's he's traveling around to different places around the world. And, and he's got these, and I think it's actually like 40 Days of, I don't know, 40 Days of Martyrs. I don't think that's the name, but that's that's what it is. He's talking about all these different people he's meeting that have been somehow persecuted for their faith in wherever they are. And I mean, those those testimonies are great too. I, I love hearing them. I love hearing them historically and I love hearing what's happening today. Uh, but I also, what I really like hearing too is that face-to-face, um, that somebody I know is telling me their testimony and I've heard lots of them. And I think it's so important that we... Uh, that we share these testimonies to share and and not just the big stuff, but the little stuff. So my husband and I meet with a couple and we actually did house church together when we lived in Ontario. We moved to Saskatchewan about a year ago. So in that time, we meet pretty much every week. We used to meet before every week, like we'd meet on Sundays and then we'd actually meet mainly just for prayer. And one of the big things that we did, and especially in, in, you know, as they had people coming over for church on Sundays in their home was, was like sharing testimonies, like what, what has God done in your life this week? Right. So it could be a little thing. It could be a big thing. And we want to share those little, little and big things because God is always doing something. If we're noticing it, God is always doing something. And the more that we notice it, the more that we can actually really receive all that he has for us, more than we can ask or imagine. And so I'm going to share a few of my testimonies and they're going to be a couple little ones and a pretty big life-changing one as well. And what I want to inspire you with, what I hope to really do with this is, is for one, fire up your faith and family. I want you to be fired up about God. I want you to be inspired to share your stories or even share other people's stories with other people, I was going to say with the body of Christ, but no, not just with believers, but it's great. We need to hear these regularly as believers and we need to hear about them before we become believers <laughs> or or if we're not, you know, maybe we say we're Christian, but we're not really in relationship with God. We need this regular um, firing up 
so that we can be connected to God and what he has for us. And that's what testimonies are pretty much. It's how, how God works in our lives, how we work, how God works through us, right? So how we work in other people's lives with the Holy Spirit working through us. And so I, I'm going to mention a couple of these scriptures here. We've got Luke 8, 39, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. And so that's, you know, New Testament in the Gospels and how much there was that that seemed to me to be all of Jesus's ministry. It's like I'm showing you. So for his disciples, I'm showing you all this stuff and I want you to tell these stories again and again and again. And and then I want you to do these like I've given you the authority go and do what I've done as well. So it was certainly a, a go and do what I've done and go and share, go and share. We call it, you know, we, we got this label on it, the good news, but let's share what Jesus did, share what Jesus does and share what Jesus can do in your life. And we kind of got to be open to that. So I hope you kind of be, are thinking of this in a way that it isn't just, um, feeling negative and like knife life isn't working. And like, you really need to, uh, I, I have found in my experience in my life, the more negative I have been. And, and when I say negative, I mean, like, especially for me, it's been when I've been depressed, it's just like, Oh, things, life is not going well. I've got this, this that's in chaos. I've got this area of my life. That's, that's just unsettled. I've got this area of my life. And I've had that happen a few times. And I've had that happen with a strong faith and a not so strong faith. And I tell you, when I've had the strong faith, it's not that the bad things don't happen. It's just that I think they are, for one thing, I overcome them much, much quicker. And and they they leave me much quicker, depending what the situation is. And then and then also that we uh I, I just think of my deepening faith, right? We actually need these trials to deepen our faith. If life was just as Christine mentioned earlier, and you know, as she was saying that, it's like, no, life isn't like that, but I'd like it to be, right? We're not in this wonderful garden, you know, Eden-like garden, and we're not, you know, there's there's not just happiness and joy all the time. We do hear in the word that we will get to that, right? There, there God yeah. tells us in his word that there there will be a time that we'll be at that. There will be no tears, right? There will be no That's death. That's right. I yeah. kind of forget a few of the other ones. Do you know right off as we're kind of kind of what what we're expecting in the future? Uh I just remember, you know, we're just gonna have a wonderful banquet before us. And right, that's a good one too. Yeah. Thinking of that. I mean, life life is going to be good. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I mean no, I don't no know sorrows, no troubles. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Psalm 66, 16 tells us, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. Right? That's what we should, we should just be saying that. That's, that's a good memory verse. Yeah. It's not one I'm super familiar with, but it's, it's one I love to hear. In fact, these Psalms, I'll say here, I mentioned this pre-show <laughs> here, but the Psalms are really a book that I did not I didn't understand it. That's what it was. I'm going to say like, I didn't really like it. I didn't really read it much. I just didn't understand it. And I can't even really explain how, besides the fact that it is, it's really about emotion. It's really about 
real, real people dealing with real life and how they always turned to God, how God always rescued them, how God always saved them, right? Rest in the shelter of the most high God and you will be protected by the mighty one. Psalms 91, uh, just the beginning of that one. And that is one, I don't have it all memorized right now, but at one time we did, we memorized that as a family. And right now we're going, we're, we're doing that for a scripture in Ephesians. And, and in fact, I'll get to that in a little bit, because I'm going to go on to just, just share a few of these little things that have been working. Let me put this, let, let me put it a different way. The, the little things that I know it's God's hand working in that way. And it doesn't always seem like it's like, we can put it off as something else. We, we could, I'm sure, depending on who you could talk to and tell, they might put it off as something as, oh, well, that's this and that's this. So what one thing I'm going to share about is, is our dog. So we got a dog. I was looking for a herding dog. Um, and we got, we got a dog actually soon after we moved to Saskatchewan about a year ago, uh, a border collie, specifically that we could train to be herding. Sheep or goats, we have sheep and no, we have one sheep. <laughs> a sheep and we have five goats right now, but we're growing that. And we knew that that's what we wanted to be doing here. So, all right, let's get ourselves a border collie. So that border collie was, was great. She was a great dog. She was a puppy when we first got her. So she was like around that eight weeks. Uh, unfortunately she got hit on the road during the winter, very frigidly cold day. Um, uh, so yeah, she was, and, and to me, you know, when I, when I told that to friends of ours and says like, that is just like that, there you were building that up and the enemy comes and takes that away. And I really believe the enemy has a lot of work. I don't put everything to, to the work of the devil, but I think the seed was planted, especially if it's coming for somebody else, the seed is planted by the enemy. He, the enemy is here to kill, steal and destroy and he's going to try and do that in so many different ways. So anyway, we didn't have a dog for, so I shouldn't say that we do. We have a lab as well. He's a great protection dog. He will, he will bark at anything. He will run after anything that he sees. He, uh, you know, we don't, I've heard so many people in the area saying how they close their barns down and close their chicken coops down because of coyotes. Like we've lived here a year, have never had a problem with them. I hear them. I've heard them from time to time, but I don't think we, I, I think we don't have a problem with them because of our great guard dog. Um, he loves people. <laughs> so it's not a guard dog for people, but he is a, uh, he is great for the slightest little bit of noise. He's barking. And, and sometimes I think he's just making up what he's barking at. Sometimes he's barking away and <laughs> well, I'm just gonna, there must be something there, but I don't see it. I well, maybe he could see or sense something that we can't yeah. see. And, and the smell, actually. I mean, dogs have a much higher sense of smell. So so anyway, we have we had just had our lab for a while. That was quite sad for him because he'd never had another dog before. We'd only had him and he's about six years old now. And and so that was kind of sad for him, too. Just now, all of a sudden, our storm isn't around. So we got another dog about a month ago and a Border Collie. And she actually came from a place, I didn't really realize the situation before I went down to pick her up, but she pretty much just grew up with dogs. There were about 30 dogs that ran to us in all border collies when we went to pick up this dog. And so, and you couldn't touch any of these dogs. Well, there was one really, really old dog and that dog was okay. Let me, 
letting you touch her. But most of the other dogs were, they were just not used to humans, especially as now that we've had, that, that we've had Dodge is what we named her. Uh, now that we've had Dodge for, you know, a little over a month that I, I could see that like all the dogs were just, it, I found it really weird. Like, why don't any of these dogs, but just because they didn't have the human contact, they're mostly just had, they were very much pack dogs, right? You can imagine dogs <laughs> that are just only around other dogs, right? They're, they're not, I mean, none of these dogs were vicious or, you know, I was a little bit intimidated to begin with, but you know, uh, all the dogs were, were fine as far as like, they weren't going to attack you or anything, but they were not used to human contact. So when we got our dog home, she ended up, our other dog, Loki, didn't chase her away, but she got really freaked out as soon as she saw Loki. So she got freaked out. She got out of her collar and she ran away and she was gone for a week. And being gone for a week and a dog that was already really timid, uh, a dog that didn't want you to touch her. And, and so then a week later, a week and one day later, we spotted her in the field and she is still very unsure. Now I bought a little bit of food out <laughs> because we want to try to encourage her, but just for her to be, so we are in the prairies of Saskatchewan. Like you can, you know, all around us is fields. There is not even like she could be hiding and she could be gone far away and not even know it herself, right? She'd just wander and be gone. So I don't know if she just hung around the area and she was, I don't know, circling. So she ran away one direction. Where she came back was the opposite side. And I didn't really think, I actually brought out a blanket so I could throw it on top of her and try to catch her, right? Because I already knew she was not going to let you just, she wasn't going to come to you at all. So we probably were there for, you know, about 20 minutes or so just kind of giving her a little bit of food trying to coax her to come to us and she wouldn't do that my husband said well let's just walk towards the house and maybe she'll follow us so we did that and she did she'd stay about 10 feet back but she'd follow us and so anyway to kind of kind of you know there's certainly been a lot of little things then and that's you know that's actually kind of one of the bigger things a little in the sense that you know for us, that was completely God. I actually continued to pray for her for that week. I continued to just, uh, and not even just pray like God bring her home, but thank you, God, that you were directing her home and you're taking care of her while she's out and about, right? While she's, you know, she's, she's not, you know, she may be a pack dog, but she was getting fed. So I don't think she's super used to hunting for food or well, and the fact that she didn't go very far. Aha. Uh -huh. I mean, know, she stayed in the area. The fact that she was in the same area. Yeah. Who spotted her the other side. Like that was God keeping her around. Yeah. And she that nobody that took her, right? Uh -huh. like nobody just random dog just walking around. Yeah. I don't know that nobody. anybody could have caught her. Even though we had to get her True. in, we eventually coaxed her into our, our porch. And then we just had to close that door, right? So it, and we sat with her for a little bit, but she was so very timid. And even to begin with, like, we couldn't even touch her. Like she would bark. So she, we'd get, we had a crate for her. We get her into the crate and she'd actually like bark at you and nip at you if you wanted to try and pet her. So even throughout time now, it's been a little, little over a month. We're now, she actually will almost come to us, almost come to us. 
Um, but she's actually been a really great dog. And we've even had her with the one sheep and we let our one sheep usually just out in the yard. Like she won't go anywhere. Um, so we let her out in the yard and there is Dodge. Just, she just kind of out of instinct. She started herding her around. Now there's, there's definitely training that needs to be done in that. And I will be looking to God for that. And God wants to provide these things for us. I think even the fact that where we moved is and what we're doing, right? God provides those things for us. He provides us the right dog. And even though there's lots of things about this dog, I actually seeing this dog in this, you know, and, and the dogs weren't, you know, they were besides the fact that there were so many of them, they didn't look really malnourished or poorly taken care of. Um, but they were a, a lot of them. And I think really, really hard maybe to find um, good homes for them because he was kind of trying to do that. Just trying to find homes for a lot of these dogs he had. I'm not sure exactly what the situation was, but I prayed for that situation too, that all these dogs can find, can find a good place. And, you know, and, and God provides for us. And then, so another one of the big testimonies that I've shared with a lot of people. So I've shared that testimony with a number of people and given the glory to God. And I think that's, that's what's important, right? We want to be able to give the glory to God and just show other people's how we deal with things because we have a good God that we serve. Uh, and we're not always perfect and we don't always do things right. And, and, because I can look at a lot of things where it's like, I oh, know God is just pushing me in that direction. And I'm not doing some of these things that I know he's put on my heart to do. Right. Life, life, sometimes you need to prioritize in certain ways. And I'm probably not prioritizing the way I should be. And, and I realize that, but that like God is still for us, right? He isn't against us. He's for us. One of my favorite verses that I've just, it's just been staying with me for years now is from Lamentations 3.22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. And that's something we can stand on. So true. So many things. Yeah. We, so my somewhat bigger life-changing testimony um, and, and really just showing how God's plan for us is so different sometimes than our own plan for us. So about two years ago, we, my husband and I decided to like, and we both had it at the same mind. So that's when I know it's God. It's like both my husband did and I did. Okay. It's time to move to our big property now. And this was a little bit, uh, a little bit inspired by the COVID stuff going on. But we have actually, since we've been together, we've talked about being on property and really getting into farming. I mean, we, we're not going to do any big scale farming, but, you know, we're going to do something probably with sheep or goats. And more importantly, though, what we want to do is be self-sustaining. So we're growing lots of food. We're raising animals specifically for our own food. But if we can make a little bit of profit, a little bit of make a little bit of income on our farming, then that's that's great. We can do that, too. So we we have had in our mind for for years. So we've been married almost almost our 16th anniversary coming up. So we've been married 16 years and and we've had this always that we're doing, even on our little acre and a half that we just lived on previously. We did a lot there in the homesteading and and, you know, what what we could do with that space anyway a lot of you know making food in the kitchen from basic ingredients and and just really starting to live that lifestyle as much as we can 
And so we moved. And for us in Ontario, it's like, it's bush. We And property we first lived on was all bush. It was about 40 acres and the majority of it was bush. So we had in our mind that we were going to move. Okay, let's start looking. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's right around us. We didn't really want to move from where we were. We had a good church community. We had friends. We had connections, right? To begin with, we weren't really going to move. And, you know, maybe about an hour away is where we started with. And then when we saw some of the, what was available and some of the prices, we're like, okay, like we can go more Northern Ontario. We can get, get better property for less money. And we kind of had our house on the market and it didn't sell that summer. So we, the following year was, so we didn't bother. We took it off the market for the winter. We put it on in the spring and there, as soon as we put it up for sale, which was good because we had it ready. It was like 24 hours, 24 hours. We had that house, house sold and, and for the price really close to what we were asking. So really the price that we wanted. And it was a really inflated market. So we made a really good profit also on our house. And that is all God. That is completely to the glory of God. What we made, we'd only owned that house for about two years. We really didn't have much equity in it, but we were able to pay off that mortgage and completely pay for our property that we bought here in Saskatchewan. So by God's by God's goodness, we are mortgage free. And that's really how he wants all of us. So a little bit more on that. So like that one's a good testimony right there, right? He's just so good how he he leads us in a perfect path because we didn't really think about moving this far, moving, you know, 3000 kilometers from anything that we knew of previously. And all our family is in Ontario, although I have had a niece and her husband move move up to Saskatchewan as well last year. But so we had in our mind okay, we're going to have lots of property. We want lots of bush, right? We want trees and we want, you know, trails for the trees, different things we could do for sustainability and profit with a forested property. Uh, but God had a different different idea for us. So that next year, so when we were looking again for houses, in fact, all that time in the in the late summer and then fall when we were trying to sell our house, we were really only looking in Ontario. Then it just came became as, and I guess we just expanded our search, but it kind of became like, you know, we can move to Saskatchewan. Like if we're going to looking at places that are 10 hours away from where we lived in central Ontario, right? Going up more Northern Ontario, like we can move farther away. So we started looking at houses farther away and there were a few good prospects, even in Manitoba, but this one, there's just so much that I see in this house now that it is so perfect for us. Although we didn't really, we didn't really know that. I mean, we bought the house without seeing it. We had video, video calls, but we certainly didn't drive all the way or fly to Saskatchewan to see it before we bought it. So we were just depending on our prayer and connection to God and, and just knowing that what, where we're moving and what we're doing is God leading us. It's not, it's not our thing. It's God's thing. And we tried to keep focused on that. And I say tried because I think we all always try to keep us, at least when we're, when we're following God, when we're Christians and we're, we're following, you know, we're following the Bible and we're trying to follow him in our daily life. We try, but sometimes we fail because we live, we live in this world and sometimes we get distracted. And I could probably share a few things about that as well. 
But for this great testimonies, for this, this story of God's goodness, he put us in this place that I wouldn't have even thought was so good. We've got a few trees around us and I call them little forests, but in, in Saskatchewan, there is pretty much just little groups of trees around uh, houses and barns and then sometimes out in fields. So when the animals, cows mainly, are out in pasture, they have a little bit of a little bit of protection. They can they can go into the trees. So sometimes you see little clumps of trees in, in pasture. But there are not lots of trees around here, which is not was was not my vision at all. Where he moved us to, it is got we were ready to rough it because of the price. We were ready. Well, let's just buy land. We can live in a trailer. We can build our our house and build our property and build our animals. Right. We were ready for that because we just wanted that property. And, you know, in some ways it sounds kind of fun to do that. Sounds, sounds a little bit, you know, stressful and, and lots of dependence on God, but God wanted to give us something just a little bit better. So we started off with this place, it's a great, great place, but it there's not been much done to it probably in 20 years. Nothing was done in the barns for that long. There's another building um, that my husband uses as a shop now. So, I mean, just what we've done with this and what we've been able to do, I think more quickly than we ever imagined we could is it's just nothing short of a miracle. And I'm going to call it a miracle. You know, it's it's not outside of maybe conventional, even what maybe a non-believer could achieve. Although I also have this little belief that even if you don't believe in God, he's still working for you. He's still looking to make make lives good. And I know that I can even talk some testimony before I knew God. And it's like, yeah, I see God. Like I didn't see it at that time, but like that must have been God working in my life at that point putting me in this direction. And, you know, I was making too many bad choices and he's like, okay, let me help you out of this. Like you're getting in here a little bit too deep, right? God is just, just for us all the time, whether you believe in him or not. And what I, what now I was homeschooling before I've homeschooled my two boys their whole life, but they, but coming to this property, I mean, it just lends so well to the homeschooling life, but you can live in the city too. And homeschooling is true. <laughs> Christine is a city girl. She lives right in, in the heart of the GTA. Well, I don't know if it's the heart, but anyway, it's close it's, enough. You know, close enough. It is very city all around her, which is not not my life at all. I think I might <laughs> I think I like might lose my sanity if I lived in that. Although I did for a period of time. I did for a couple of years. I lived in Mississauga and it was very, yeah, city, city, city all around me. Um, but for us and our family and and our kids, like I, I just think every single one of us were blessed. So my husband and I and our and our two boys, they were so blessed to have this place that seems to fit well. You know, this is a year after we've lived here. Uh, we 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 landed here on May 9th, twenty twenty. Too. So as we're recording this, it's just the beginning of June right now. So we're just a little bit over a year and it has been wonderful. Now, I mean, and saying that it has been wonderful. It has been, I can see God in everything, but that doesn't mean everything has gone smoothly and we've needed to, to depend on him. We've needed to call on him and we, we needed to just trust that things will work out. Like there is still the ups and downs and there's always going to be right. Well, I think when you like, you were saying sharing the little things to have confident faith in the big things. And so 
you know, even those small testimonies that you have, when you get to those tough times, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to say, well, okay, well, let's see what God's going to do because yeah. we don't know. We don't know what the answer is. We don't know how this is going to work out, but God does. And mm-hmm. and like you said, we just you can just safely trust and watch God work. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have so many testimonies too. I see one of the points here that I that I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to share a big a big long testimony, but I will say a lot in my life. I look at where God has moved us and the people of faith that He has connected us with, and that is just, I mean, great. Just just how people that I've met and people that I end up becoming friends with have so greatly increased my faith or jobs that I've had so greatly increased my faith. And just because God does want it, he knows we can't do it alone. He didn't create us that way, right? Could I, even with my family, because I wanted to do that too. It's like, can we find the most remote, like probably going like real Northern, like nobody, like it's going to be like three hours to our nearest city. Like I wanted to be that secluded a little bit. A little bit, not too seriously, but a little bit. I had that feeling of this world we live in is crazy. It's perverse. It's it's just, it seems to, even just in my lifetime, it has gone so godless. Just in the, you know, I'm 45. So even when I think of what school was like for me back in my childhood and what it's like now for kids or even what it was like you know, I'm not too connected to the school system now, but I do have a 27 year old that that went through the public school system, and and I get I can say and it's even a little bit worse now than it was then of some of the things that I've heard. So there is this great desire for us to get away from it. But you know, one thing I want to always keep in mind is that Jesus actually lived in pretty tough times too. Well, G- Jesus, his disciples, right? The the New Testament was and the Old Testament for that matter, but the New Testament was living in you know especially the Israelites, the Hebrew, they were really, they were really oppressed from the Roman, the Roman empire that was growing all around them at that time, right? They were, um, it was more difficult for them. I think we talked a little bit about, you know, God bringing people out of Israel, like before the show, we talked about that. And, you know, and and just kind of part of his and, you know, (laughs) Look to the Bible. There are great testimonies in there, and and I connect to them. They mean more to me now than they they once did. It's like, oh, this is just a good story in the Bible, and and now, and I think it's just because of the way the Holy Spirit is working in me now. I, I'm allowing Him to work through me now, and I'm allowing to be connected to His Spirit more now. And I'm just seeing the Bible as really like like that conversation with Jesus. That's just how you get close to Jesus like read, read the Bible, read that word, read that word that when he was here on earth, that he often quoted and he, he believed in all the old Testament stuff that he, he would talk about and, and share with and, and living, living in a society that was less than ideal. I talk about, you know, a little bit our, our place, and it's just something that came to me somewhat recently, but it's like God bringing us here was like God bringing us to our promised land. And I say that because, as I as I said, my husband and I just thought of this property, thought of this lifestyle, pretty much since since we got together, right? So there was a lot of there was a lot of wandering we did, theoretically, not too much literally, but we did move a couple places. We moved from southern Ontario to central Ontario, and that was a great move of faith as well. 
a great a great testimony that I've shared with many people. And then and then I just have that to add on. Well, now God moved us from central Ontario to southwestern Saskatchewan, right? We're here and this is and I don't know, I'm not going to say for sure we're going to be here forever, but this is definitely what feels like our promised land. The land of milk and honey completely. I don't have bees yet, but I am planning to get bees and I have been milking my goat. I just dried one off, but we've got a few pregnant, so waiting to kid maybe in a month or so. So I'll be milking again. So it's very much our land of milk and, and honey after I get some bees. Um, awesome. But that really just means abundance, right? Like it didn't, it, it just means that this land is abundant and this land has been abundant for us more than we could ask or imagine. I had That's a couple awesome. other verses here and you should actually, uh, uh, I think they're really good ones. So we're just going to close off with scripture talk. So you have them said out loud to you, which I always think is really powerful. I actually, a little tip for you, sometimes with some verses, I've actually recorded them in my own voice so I can hear them. As well as when I read the Bible, sometimes I'll read out loud just so I can read that out loud. And it really seems to make the words more meaningful. So if you don't do that yet, Try that out. <laughs> Recording yourself, reading a few of your, your favorite scriptures, right? A few of your meaningful scriptures at this point in your life. And definitely read out loud, even if there's nobody else around. Or if there's even when people are around and you're not necessarily reading to them, just read out loud. So here's I like what, that idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's good there. And there is somewhere, there's a scripture, and that's partly what I'm taking it as, right? Like speak. Anyway, something about speaking. Like the, when you speak things out loud, they're important. So not just scripture, but other things in your life. Speak out loud. Don't speak out loud. You're complaining, right? That's a, that's something that God has really been showing me with a lot. And not that I've been a big complainer com compared to some people I know, but there are times when I just want to complain about my aches and pains maybe, or I want to complain about, you know, frustrations in work or frustrations with the the various things in home life, right? I want to just speak what's working well and I can just, you know, not it's it's enough that I might be experiencing something less than ideal. I don't need to talk about that unless it's in a way because I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna overcome it. I'm gonna solve that problem. But so here's Romans 5 2 because of our faith Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That is exactly. That's your exactly. story right there. Yeah, it is. And, and it is, I will say it's because of our faith. I don't think we could have moved here. I don't think we would have moved this far if we didn't have faith in God. It was very, even I could get into some of the little details and how they didn't seem like it was going to work out. And then just everything Everything went together. Everything went went right. And it's because in in my mind, right, the devil was there to try and and mess us up, right? He was trying to take away what God is giving us. And there is God. You know, okay, the devil's here. We live in this world. We we do got to take some of some of what he's dishing out. But there is always God to uh we should have had that scripture there. I don't remember where it is, but maybe you do, Christine. But whatever is meant for evil god will will turn to good and that is one to stand on that's romans eight twenty eight. oh sounds like a good romans one 
So Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. So this is just before putting, putting on the armor of God, right? Just before the talking about the armor of God. And this, this one, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say 10, 10 to 12 here. So a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And that is one I keep in my mind a lot, especially the we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, right? We got to think about that even when we're dealing with difficult people. That's where it comes up for me the most, right? When I'm dealing with like people that I know in my marriage, with my children, (laughs) anybody else, right? It is not them we should be fighting with it's not them we should be getting angry at right let's take it to you know spiritual warfare and you know speak against the all these strategies of the devil to take us away from what god has for us and i think did we talk about this one i like this one you put here though psalm 71 yeah that one psalm 71 verses 15 to 18 just another reminder of why it's good to confess the good things that God has done. And it says, my mouth will tell of your righteous acts of your deeds of salvation all the day for their number is past my knowledge with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. Oh God, from my youth, you have taught me and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Mm. And I love that because, you know, it. I, I want to be able to tell my testimony. I, I love this. Like, you know, keep with yeah. me, God, because I want to keep telling your story right uh-huh. until I get those gray hairs, which for me, they're slowly coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I want to still be able to tell like all the days of my life, uh, you know? So I, I, I love this verse. And that's why I think it's important to, sometimes we think we should only just share the great big things, right? Even just sometimes how, Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think as get it. You know, I talked before about going on a, going on a call. Uh, so we, we do a video call every week and, and it's kind of something we share regularly, right? Oh, like I, so one thing is about work, right? We just find the right work. I even actually thought of that first, just what, what we shared in our last call. And it was my friend who is also Stephanie and she's saying, yeah, well, we found because there's just a couple of big purchases they need to make and they really need some extra money for it. Right. So here, here she is, she's getting a lot of extra work right now. And that's God. She doesn't necessarily want this work all the time. And it is, it's just work that's coming in right now. And because he provides for us, he doesn't drop money out of the, out of the sky, but he provides for us to be able to make that money from, you know, whatever, whatever we're doing in the world. Right. So it's true. We just need to be able to say that big stuff and those, that little stuff. So even when you feel like you wake up so happy, and you're not used to doing that, that tell people about that. That is so important. So I, uh, I thank you for listening to us to another episode. If you haven't, if you're just listening to this on a podcast platform, don't forget to subscribe. 
And you can go check us out at firingupfaithandfamily.net. And you can see all our show notes there. So we'll have a link in here that'll go directly to that show. You can see the scriptures we've had, some of the points we talked about, and the opportunity for you to share there as well. So we'd love for you to share testimonies. Uh, some we might bring up in future episodes, but more importantly, that they are just there. They are written, and you put that out there. You, you yeah. know, maybe you didn't speak it out loud, but you put that out there, and it's so important that we're sharing those testimonies. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.